Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of Your Mom's Podcast, the only podcast that's worth walking out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls. I'm Caroline. And I'm Avis. And today we're talking about Degrassi, Season 2, Episodes 17 and 18, Relax and Dressed in Black. Roses are red, Liberty's gone insane, acting like a tyrant over a floor hockey game. When Liberty doesn't make the floor hockey team, she takes her position as team manager way too seriously. In a quest to get the team a much-needed sponsorship, she channels her hero Napoleon and leads the team straight into mutiny. Over in grade 9, Terry's dumbass starts messing with fortune-telling again and finds herself on the receiving end of some top-tier bullying from Paige and Hazel. This episode, like, I liked it, but it's also like, oh yeah, like, so it's Degrassi loves a sports episode to bring a random sports team into the mix yeah it's I mean it's a sportsmanship and it's a fine episode but like I mean go them for giving Liberty an actual storyline that doesn't involve JT right or academics no, it just has her turning into a weird cape-wearing fucking tyrant. And I mean, duality. <laughs> but it's just, I feel like it's what, like, everybody is a little bit, not everybody, but, like, I feel like Liberty is a bit a caricature of herself in it. Yeah. And I also feel like, like, Hazel and Paige are, like, cartoonishly mean. Yeah, I kind of wor- um, wonder about, like, the production order. Not the, sorry, mm-hmm. not the production order, the airing order, because the production order seems like these episodes could have been shot maybe before Shout. Um, I feel like they're just, or like they just like feel it was planned to be before Shout. Like cause... it was planned to be before Shout in the sto- like in the timeline, and then they're just kind of scrambling them around to pepper in like how we were talking about to not have a serious episode. You know, to do right. like an either or. So they shoot a bunch of, bunch of episodes, but they're not necessarily narrative because like we did with our production order, we switched a couple episodes around in order to cover the two pack um, because we had low stakes episodes that kind of were fine with continuity. Like you didn't need to know anything about it. Nothing happens before, right. you know, that the really epi- affects. affects af- yeah. Yeah. They're very shuffleable shuffleable episodes. And I know some kids shows do that only Mm -hmm. not only because like it's convenient, but also because nobody's necessarily paying attention. (laughs) Right. So I kind of wonder if that's what it's going on here. (laughs) It's a throwaway episode. Totally. And it's and I also noticed like just kind of speaking about like continuity and like production and weirdness and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. And I went, I went back and watched through, and it actually made it even weirder. I one of yeah. my first notes is, is this episode in the Pretty Little Liars timeline? Because you know how, like in Pretty Little Liars, like they're having coffee before school, and then they're at school, and then Emily's at swim practice, and then yes, they're I'm in right. English yeah. class, and now right. it's Christmas. <laughs> exactly. And the outfits yes i'm so thank you but then they change they but then change they go back. then they go back yeah. so it gave me very i felt like i was in an episode of pretty little liars totally no actually i completely noticed that too and it creeped me out because we do pay so much attention mm-hmm. to the fashion so i'm like 
I'm not how tripping. long is this day? Right. Because it seems like at the top Liberty of the doesn't day. make the t- the team. Maybe that's a different day. Yeah. But then I thought that was a different day. She's like proposing new uniforms and then there's talking to practice and then there's class and then she goes to joey's and then they're back at school and like it was like dude how did she like what like but they did have different outfits in between because she's wearing they did she wears her yellow shirt yes and it's it's odd you know like that's i call it emma's hat hat outfit her little oh my pale blue hat and um turnover hat and i'm like okay that's a super distinct outfit why do they think that we wouldn't notice that she appears in it? I think, I, I don't know. Times. I feel like they kind of phoned this one in. They were like, I we need a couple so. more episodes. I think they we did. We can't give these kids any more trauma this year. You know what? Because not to jump into the... Who, Rude. The, I think, is this like a, oh, this is a school bus. They go to like door to door and like they like pick the kid up. And I'm like, this is so luxurious. Be on the, be on your porch, you know, like be on the, be ready to hop the fuck on the bus. But, um, so in the next episode, Kendra is wearing the same shirt (laughs) and I think it's supposed to be later that day. Yeah, no, I noticed there was outfit repeating going on. Yeah, like they're out, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So like you guys must get a certain number of outfits at the top of each season which would line up with what friend of the pod shane kipple told us you know you and i think is fairly standard for most television shows you show up at the beginning of production for that season you get a rack of clothes for whatever your character might go through that season unless you're um in a like a stylized tv drama like a a teen drama like gossip girl where they might do fittings for every episode, which I know is right because those girls are not <laughs> those girls are repeaters. not outfit repeaters. Um, that is not the point of that show. So I think here because they're going for realism, they do want to highlight that oh, this character would wear this multiple times because they love this outfit and they've got a washing machine. <laughs> well, and that's great, but but not in the same like plausible 48 hours but no i think you're right i think they just kind of shoehorned this episode in somewhere because it fit yeah um, yeah because we the also, next couple yeah. episodes are pretty decent in terms of the plot so i feel like this yeah. is like toward the end of the episode uh end of the season this is just one they're like okay we need a light episode um still a good one but really like Well, I think that's kind of what these two and the next one are, because the next one, you've got, not to get into next week too hard, but we've Mm -hmm. got um, Fight for Your Right, which is the GMO Foods one, which is an important issue that was widely misunderstood. Definitely. Um, And then you've got How Soon Is Now, which is the one where Dean comes back. Right. And so I think these three, the two that we're covering today and the first one that we cover next week, mm-hmm. were just kind of filler episodes that they apparently decided to all pepper in together. <laughs> yeah. But we should talk yeah, about we should talk about the yeah. the plot of this episode and then we can stop talking about this episode because it's like it, it's up there with Parents it's, Day for me. It's up there with Parents Day for me too. Or not Parents I'm not, Day, uh, family politics. Family politics, right, because Parents Day was not horrible but yeah family politics was the hellscape that we went through um but yeah so in the a plot liberty wants to go out for well does go out for the floor hockey team but 
we know that she is not going to make it by Mrs. H it's her, her face. And then we actually yeah. are told that Liberty didn't make it, but uh, Mrs. H wants her to be the um, student manager. So she's like, I know you'll do great for the team. This team needs you. And I think Liberty just takes that too far. <laughs> she yeah. Takes it well, and you can tell like Liberty's a bit broken, like, because mm-hmm. there's that thing she's talking to Mr. Perino about how she's going to, you know, about her essay on Napoleon. He's like, I'm sure it's going to be great. You, you know, you kill it at everything you set your mind to. And she's like, not everything. Oh, right. um, <laughs> and then she's washing like the laundry. And to be fair, like, what the girls' floor hockey team is working with is like those are not you know, even like penny material. They're not even right. like real They're pennies. the ones that they're... you get in gym class when they're like, okay, yellow team, blue team. Well, so mine like you would not. I feel like I, I have to say that at least the the broke ass school that I went to, they bought pennies one time, and they're like, that's it. We're gonna buy high quality pennies, and these are lasting for the next thirty years. And mm. literally, the, they were like little baby jerseys, you know that material that has the little holes in it, yeah, and everything. And they're two ply, and they're like basically, you know, welded together at the bottom, and it's just like an open kind of. Shirt. At yeah. least that's a little bit more durable than glorified t-shirt material. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's cotton. They're so bad. They're and so... Liberty's like, and They're Liberty's thinning. right. The team needs new ma- new uniforms, mm-hmm. and the girls' sports deserve sponsorship and budget and everything. Um, I also think that I feel like Liberty is wanting because you know she goes on to realize that they need a sponsor if they want to get good better uniforms so she appeals to joey and i feel like she definitely wants to she's fighting for you know women's rights and in sports and such and funding Mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. however i also think that she just doesn't want to do so much laundry and you know but then i don't don't think that's it because she's still gonna have to wash the same amount I, I mean, the I think that the implication was that she's having to wash them so much because they're shitty. That's fair. So I think that her... Well, also, her, most of re- falling apart. Like, I washing mean, them is totally, not good for them at this point. Right. Like, you're, you're degrading the material every time you put them through a high-power washing machine like that, which is not, you know, it's a, an industrial washing machine. It's not one for the house, so it's going to be a little bit more powerful, presumably, but they're still getting right. fucking trashed. They're getting so, so trashed. <laughs> and so she goes to Joey, and he's like, look, I'll give you the shirt off my back, but I only have the one, and I already promised it to the boys' basketball team. <laughs> And she's like, but feminism and you have a daughter. And he's like, I'll think about it, mm-hmm. which it never means yes. It really doesn't. Uh, it yeah. rarely ne- means maybe. I remember when we, when I was little one time, my brothers and I wanted to do something. And we sent Charlie to ask my mom because he's the baby mm-hmm. and he's the most likely to get a yes. And he goes and he's gone for a few minutes and he comes running back. He's so excited. We're hyped. I don't know what it was we wanted to do, but we think she's said yes because Charlie is just psyched. Mm-hmm. And he gets to us. He's all out of breath. And he goes, he's like maybe like seven. He's like, guys, she said she'd think about it. Oh, shit. Uh, 
which I thought of in no. this episode. It means no. It means I'm just going to wait. It doesn't mean maybe. I'm just going to wait until you forget that you asked was what that right. means. And if you ask me again, I'm going to tell you I'm still thinking about it. And if you ask me a third time, I'm going to be like, look, I, I thought about it. <laughs> I really like to, but I, we can't. Uh, so knowing that they're not going to just get the scholarship, Liberty decides to make a bet with the boys, boys basketball team Mm -hmm. that they'll do a floor hockey game and whoever wins gets the sponsorship, which you guys don't just get to decide who Joey gives the sponsorship to. Right. But they they, do. they definitely make treat Joey like a like you know a little bit of an idiot like he can't decide. It, let's make it clear for him who's got to mm-hmm. who's the one who's gonna you know the winner of this competition. Blah blah blah. Like Joey should feel insulted. <laughs> and and the boys propose actually winner gets the sponsorship and then Liberty's dumbass is way losers, overconfident. Uh, She's like losers do the laundry for a week. Like, I love spinners like awesome. I swear like a pig like if you set yourself up for failure like whenever there's something you know it's like akin to you have to be my personal slave for well they didn't I, well yeah no i used to me and my sister you say you have to be my personal slave i know it's not pc but <laughs> i'm saying well i am canceling seven-year-old avis she's fine to be canceled she's a tyrant i love her she was a tyrant <laughs> She had liberty, like baby liberty energy. Um, but yeah, it's like definitely like, yeah, uh, anytime anyone says any shit like that, you know that they're going to lose. <laughs> okay? Right. Right. Like it's you're gonna you're losing. You're gonna it's be such doing a, that's a, spinners it's like such a tropey episode. Laundry. Oh, totally. And I mean it definitely reminds me not to shoot too much back to Degrassi Classic, but it reminds me of an episode that's very similar to this in which, you know, uh, another girls team um is fighting to be seen as good as the boys so they challenge them to the, to to ch- uh do soccer or whatever in their own sport and it's like okay y'all are recycling and i love it because you're updating it <laughs> i don't i don't think it's even recycling i think it's one of those things where it's like you know what that's that's my beef with this episode is that like and family politics is a little bit the same way, honestly, is that like there are a lot of Degrassi episodes that like you're not going to see that episode somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But this is something that like this was an episode of iCarly, probably. This was an episode of Lizzie McGuire. This was an episode of like and like the Have stakes you ever are seen a iCarly? Only in passing. Okay, so no, it's never been. <laughs> okay, maybe it's. But, but totally Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, probably some variation of it on like Zoe 101. Definitely Zoe 101. Even Stevens. Like, you know, it, like it's just I we've say seen yes, this story. Too. Oh, t- okay. Yeah, no, so I definitely times. get like the whole. And I do, I think I always think about, you know, because, you know, the same people wrote the Degrassi classic series as this series. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, they we can see where there's a direct link to episodes of issues that they've tackled. And I think it's fun for yeah. them to just tackle them in different ways. And I do like that Liberty is highlighted as not like the victim of the the boys, if that makes no, sense. No, she's the victim of her own she's fucking a vic- hubris. Thank you. It's not about the the what the boys are taught. You know, like they have some shots that they're firing at her, but that she's not necessarily 
like her own her worst enemy is herself and she right <laughs> they didn't make her wear a cape to school she's just drunk on some illusion of of power and i think it's hilarious that this is the the spin they put on it instead of body issues which is the last sports themed episode in degrassi classic mm-hmm. boobs i'm getting boobs so i don't want to 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 do a swim meet and of course right. joey jeremiah gets thrown in the pool in that episode and it's fabulous <laughs> but it's just <laughs> it's just it's a very formulaic episode and i it think is. that by and large degrassi isn't not that degrassi is not formulaic but it's not that like teen sitcom formula this is like a teen sitcom episode and it's fine it's fine. yeah it, it it's um, definitely fine this is one of the more like like you said you could find it in a couple different places and i think it's i mean the degrassi spins they put on it are cute um but it's definitely a little bit more run-of-the-mill than a lot of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do say a highlight for me is that these girls would really just like Liberty to calm down and, and like be a normal person. No, I, I like <laughs> the resolution. I like, so before we lose the plot too much, Miss Hatzalakis yeah. is like, I'm not coaching you through this nightmare y'all got yourselves into. Mm-hmm. Liberty's like, I'll coach. Yeah. And immediately just is like, wearing a cape and being shitty with everybody especially manny the cape emboldens her bullshit it does it does the emperor has clothes and they are bad (laughs) um and they start the game manny gets hurt joey's like she's got to go to the nurse Liberty's like, fuck no our alternates are alternates for a reason she's playing she is so bad can we talk about how she won't let joey basically joey has to like put his foot down as an adult that no you are not going to make this child play with a limp wrist in this game to satisfy a a bet right and then and then liberty is like medical attention sir you are not a teacher here you are not my dad you You are not the mayor (laughs) respectfully fuck you i do not have to listen to you she is playing another round like oh my gosh kendra quits god i love kendra yeah she's a standout in this episode they let her i think do a great job at being outspoken because right now against manny uh against um emma she's probably the only one who ma- it makes sense for her to be so outspoken mm-hmm. i like I-, I feel like i like the role but they give manny like, because she's, she's very emotionally mature and intelligent su- like and for it, a, a it, seventh grader it totally is uh she totally is it makes sense that she's so like yeah i'm not speaking out against you because you're being tough on us i want our coach to be tough on us but you're being unreasonable these plays don't make sense we're not advancing as a team you know with you as our coach for you know like it's just not working and it's very logical and she only really is like fuck you when she when liberty goes off the damn deep end it's just like right yeah i'm not to go to the nurse so liberty or so kendra's like all right try winning down two players she's like workers comp needs to i don't know if that works in sports whatever she's like fmla (laughs) like (laughs) and so the girls workplace all drop their sticks yeah 
And then Liberty like has this huge change where she's all of a sudden she can be a good coach. She's like, look, Kendra, here's your strengths. Emma, here's yours. If you go out there, you can win this. Don't let them, don't let me ruin it. Right. And then even though she's kind of proven herself, although I do think she's still, she needs a little break. Oh yeah. I mean, Emma's Emma's like, like, we we got got this. this. Bench yourself. Just sit down. Just sit down in the locker room. You don't even need to watch (laughs) us. It's fine. They don't win the game. They lose by one point, though, which is really impressive. It's very impressive. They were getting their ass, you know, for that very brief time beat. And, yeah. (laughs) They were not united. And Joey decides um, that it's he wants to sponsor both teams suddenly he has two shirts suddenly on his back he to has give. the money and the right <sighs> joey i have the feeling you could have just easily sponsored both teams and you were just like i don't have the money i don't know what money is blah blah but we will find out that no maybe I think that's Joey's not, the not case. that fiscally responsible i mean and right that we'll later find out that your their theory like, is gonna it, it gives credence to what eventually owning fucking a business happens. is hard and expensive and like right. like no judgment even you see a lot of times with small business owners like Sometimes you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get into this cycle of doing that constantly. Right. Which happens. Shit, I've done that. I had to do that just with my personal finances before, you know? like Oh, yeah, totally. You it's gotta, very relatable to, be, to, to spend with your heart. Um, but it's not even not i'm not even money. talking about i'm not even talking about spending with your heart i'm talking about oh i was just relating it back to joey <laughs> no no but i'm talking about joey too and i'm talking about like even being fiscally responsible when you like own a business sometimes something can't get paid yeah of course. and so you got to figure out what you can get away with not paying this month And then you get into this like intricate dance of like okay this week we're paying power but only half of it and eventually it catches up with you and i think you know we might see that in the future with joey we're Um, totally going to see that in the future with joey but also for as much as joey sucks he's he's got some heart to him and so he's like i gotta support both teams because you both showed up that's always been a big highlight of his character which is i think why he's a favorite versus mm-hmm. his actual like the, you know the shitty things that he has done they definitely get kind of given some like we're we're affording you something some goodwill because you are not always an asshole you have great right. peaks of okay you're doing decent things um yeah and i mean i think it's it's sweet at the end how they go in and kind of fake Liberty out and uh, they're like, we look great and, you know, show her that they got the new uniforms. And then they also show her that she has her very own Jersey with team manager on the back. So all's well that ends well, but I really just think that the biggest thing that Liberty will not learn is that, you know, best not to lead with your, your crazy, you know, might want right. to put that, you know, might want to let that simmer. Versus coming mm-hmm. in hot, because <laughs> those girls might. It's like what's that saying? You you don't realize you're in a boiling pot of water if the heat is turned up gradually or something. I don't know. That it's that thing about there's this theory and it's not actually true that if you put a frog in a pot of water, 
Oh, and you gradually yeah. heat the water. The frog won't notice that it's boiling until yeah. it's boiling. Mm-hmm. But it's also not true. And also, so, don't just like boil don't live boil frogs. Don't boil live a dick frogs. Move. That's a very violent theory. And I feel like way too many people have tested it, which is morbid. But um, yeah. Uh, it's the- well, okay. So, like, as an actual legitimate theory, but like as a more like metaphorical thing, it absolutely Yeah, makes right. Sense. The like, metaphor, right. The metaphorical thing is. Uh, because I just think, it, you know, anybody can be conditioned into something, unfortunately. Right. So had she maybe not led with that, she might have gotten right. them on the hook of, you know, how about she led with... You start oh, with you... a smaller case. <laughs> like, maybe don't bring out the 600-page mantras about... Who, right. who writes all those all the fucking plays and shit that like for her to distribute in large book format? Like I don't know. Kudos to Liberty for the work she did because this is early internet, so it mm-hmm. wasn't like she knows how to field her resources, boy. She knows what um, she's doing. But the um the B plot is so fucking weird. It's another one of those like it's very some version of this has been done before. Yeah, it's so like I feel like the tone in... shifts so odd, right? It's like a, a definitely one you could just take the copy and go to another show and swap out the the names. Right, you switch <laughs> the scenario up a little bit, you know. Yeah, that, there's like... nothing page specific. There's nothing Hazel. Uh, at, maybe a little bit Ashley specific because I do think it's within Ashley's character to be like to suss out bullshit because no one's paying attention I mean, to her. It's, it's within everyone sort of type. It's within Paige's scope and Hazel's scope as an extension of Paige to do mean girl bullshit. Yeah. It's within Terry's scope to fall for it. <laughs> it is. And like, yeah, they're tight. But, cast, it's but so I mean, dumb. it's like only the people who had to, like, all of these players everybody has to play a certain role obviously and these are the only combination of characters within this friend group that could do that um i don't know i mean i mean believably you're not gonna throw who, who else are you gonna throw in there you can't throw I ashley mean, in there it she wouldn't have be that the dynamic. same like you wouldn't keep it with palm reading but you could 100 percent have a spinner and jimmy thing where oh in, yeah i was like, talking about the girls not not any other friend group I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because you could I, totally swap it between the 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 grade not eights. You could throw it into Liberty, and you know they're yeah, yeah. Group. That's the thing is it could but happen. It could happen at any. It could happen with the boys. Like pouch it's been of students. Done. Right. We have seen this. But I think so what I times. um I found a little bit like funny watching the episode is how the tone shifts and how they're trying to make it high stakes they, they make it serious by saying oh you're gonna die and then like mm-hmm. there's a beat and it's oh i do have a lifeline and then it's like mischievous and now the tone shifted to that little slinky music where it's like that little that little rattle music where it's like oh yeah. i don't know da-da-da. and then it's um serious for a beat again when ashley gets involved because she realizes oh bullshit is afoot and we don't, you know, because Ashley's involved now, it could be potentially some serious shit and it could be a confrontation. And then we right. think we might get some kind of snarky, like semi-serious like confrontation. There's no payoff. That fucking cop-out music that they literally just chase each other to at the end, like, yeah. I'm going to get you, Michael Chuck. <laughs> like, it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. 
Like, I think it's, it's so, hilarious. Yeah. It felt like it needed, like, a laugh track. I think it I think it would have benefited from a lap track because that's like the tone that they were going for at multiple points. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like who says playing dead uh being dead wasn't any fun? Like I don't it's, know. Like yeah. it's so like the it's so canned and it's just humor. Mean. Like like and it's, it's very like the mean, fact stupid. that and Terry's so at one point pimple. She gets a pimple from the stress. <laughs> from the stress oh my god it's such a bad pimple we'll post a picture on the socials Mm -hmm. um but terry like okay you want to fuck with her for a minute fine but when you find out that she didn't have time to do her book report and she's gonna get like a 10 percent grade drop right that was the time that's when you make a miraculous recovery you don't then be like let's go to a movie and make terry pay for both of us right like it's definitely like you see the the like potential to have a little bit of like dynamic oh i might feel a little bad about this but then she completely just floors it into being a stereotype again she's like oh i don't care i'm gonna be mean it's like, oh, I could be the character that they're actually letting me be in other episodes, but for this episode, I am a mean girl only. I'm a mean girl and I suck. It's and I hate I it. I suck. Are you and then should we Hazel super sucks more than normal. She's got all the yeah. mean dialogue. <laughs> uh, um, can we can we move it on out of this this episode and talk about we can go on down to the corner maybe? Of the corner, sure, absolutely. The I feel like we've covered the plot, right? There's nothing like. Yeah, I hit all my bullet points. Badass. I'm sorry, this episode's just exhausting, and I don't want to spend any more time. Got it. Um, I just need to pull up my fashion. Sorry, did you have more to say? No. Okay. I just feel like this episode is so boring. It is. Um, okay. Fashion, fashion, fashion. There was um I only have there's not. Um Emma's hat. Good or bad? I don't like it okay not on her who do who would you like it better on i mean honestly here's what i forgot i honestly thought it was a little bit bigger here's my issue i was imagining when i described it at the top of the episode guys i described it as like one of those little floppies like kind of sun hats like think mary kate and ashley like mm-hmm. jean felt like those sort of ha- this is not that this is essentially a fleece scully yeah <laughs> not I even a scully i, like, I don't know that i like it on anyone but i, I know think... that i don't like it on emma it's very tight i don't think it's no i actually thought it, it was sits a different... like right at my the top brain of her ears yeah like my brain is kind of refusing to accept this hat as it is and it keeps filling in more more material to the hat my my brain kind of can't comprehend this and i'm staring right at it guys so it's not good it's and so then also weird. liberty's wearing that fucking shirt from season one again that i hate so much oh and they just want to like we said they just want to make her wear it as many times like we're gonna get our money's worth out of this fucking ten dollar whatever monstrosity 
it's no it's, it's no better it. this time it. why is the like fake vest not in the back at least oh it's commit so, it, it's yeah they don't want to commit that's why it sucks so bad because it's lazy <laughs> it's just so it's lazy so lazy I'm sorry, cropping you out, Kendra. But um, yeah, this is such a such a bad hat. Okay, so um, Paige, I I think these are repeat glasses, but she she serves them. I think they these are, are repeat. definitely repeat glasses, but they're she does she does. Serving. Um, and then I also think that this might be a repeat outfit of Terry's in the jean skirt with the like she's got a gray overlay uh, not a gray overlay what the fuck a gray sweatshirt and like a bluish shirt like it just looks like and it would be cute but she's got the granny sneakers on again yes yeah i don't know why they don't want her to look cute they hate her they hate her um uh, also can we talk about terry's fucking cornrows we may briefly because it's been going on for a while now (laughs) she doesn't she she's she she just would like to let everyone know that she is entitled to wear cornrows and like that's her only fashion statement is wearing those cornrows they're not particularly like they're not awful but they're not well done and they just they don't look good any more fashion? I feel like really um, so- I had. Oh yeah, there was a couple. One. I have yeah. a fashion don't, which is Liberty's fucking cape. It is a fashion don't. She's it very is a fashion com- don't. and I mean it makes her feel better, which I guess makes it. It gives her like confidence, which fashion should do. However, gives her the wrong kind of confidence, and it also kind of looks a little dorky. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not her best look. No. Um. So, but she tried something, and she felt confident. Yeah, I mean, not it's, that much worse than the boots, really. It's not, and I, I think that she just naturally owned this. I don't think it was ever a part of like a Halloween costume. I just genuinely think that she owned this, and maybe wears it around her house. I sometimes. would believe that Liberty owns a cape just for the just sake for of the sake of owning a fucking cape. Yeah, just for but the I drama would also, of it. I would also believe that, like, the Van Sant family is, like, the type of family that, like, regularly goes to shit, like, <laughs> like, um, Ren Fairs or, like, oh, yeah. Pioneer Villages or, like, whatever. Like, I could see the Van Sant family having a collection of costumes from different time periods for different, like, historical shit that they do. Yes, absolutely. I could see that, too. That's very believable with the lore of the family we know so far that he, you know, it seems very regal. I mean, he knows the mayor. Yeah, they got a lot of, you know, they got vibes. But um, one of them for me was Emma's, like, jacket. I liked mm-hmm. her ja- um, her denim jacket with the orange. You've got the weirdest taste in denim jackets. I do. I like a busy ass denim jacket. Now I am learning this about you. It's it's so because like I actually have a couple in my collection. Um, my personal collection. I have one that has um, like the. I'll have to take a picture of it. I, I can be really bad at describing outfits, but it's like that plaid looking. The one that looks like the most Scottish plaid mm-hmm. with the red in it. And yeah. it, it's like 
patterned on the front of like a jean shirt and the back is the actual jean material and the front is you know patches of the <laughs> it's it's a I'm cute. gonna like I'm gonna like buy a jean jacket and like add some crocheting <gasps> to it that would be so cool I would create it'll take I'll have to wait until the like inspiration strikes but... oh yeah totally let it be organic let you just see the um, right kind of jacket Avis loves and the, the right weird kind denim of jacket. I do not. I do. I like. I like like details, like statement pieces with like intricate details, or even like I love a pop of color. Like she's channeling. It's giving me like Xenon of the girl of the twenty first century vibes. Just might like only thing is they don't wear jean in Xenon, so the jean would have to be like lycra. Right. <laughs> Swap it out. Oh my god, how many se- can we just like abandon ship and become a xenon podcast? I'd actually totally be down for that. I have so many things to say about Xenon about that entire franchise. Like oh my god, Venus so Lapinas. So right, Do it's already been the, the, the door's already been opened. Um, Do you have any more fashion? I do. So it's just Kendra and like she's got it looks like basically an off brand Bratz doll head, but this is before Bratz doll. So I don't know what yeah. this logo is. You know what it reminds me of almost is do you remember those like dress up doll games on the computer? Mm hmm. It reminds me kind of of like, oh, yeah, like it could be one of those. almost. Yeah. I would buy that. Um, no, it should be on brand with Kendra. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. That it's like a white shirt with the uh, the emblem of a girl with you know possibly orangey blonde hair, and then she's got on this you know athletic looking uh, jacket with a cute varsity collar. Like I like it. I like that they gave yeah. her a non repeating outfit in this <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Manny was just not giving. Yeah, no, normally you can count on Manny, but... You can normally count on Manny to be in the background, but her three outfits in this episode suck. And they got him in athletic wear for, like, half of the shit, so... Yeah, that's it for me, for fashion. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a hun to add to the tally page. We do. do. When uh, Terry is reading Paige's palm, and she takes her palm, and she looks at it, she sees there's no lifeline, she's just like, it looks great. (laughs) <laughs> and Paige goes, um, hun, I was kind of looking for a reading. Yeah. And so that's another hun to add to the tally. Lovely. I did. We'll have to give. We Did we give it last? Yeah, we did it. The recap. We gave. Yeah. Recap yeah. Because we're keeping track of we're it. We're keeping track. That's I mean, that's why it's that's not really why. significant to the episodes. It's a like over time. It's an overarching always wondering is it a thing she says a lot Mm -hmm. or is it like that one Degrassi mini just like the Manny are you (laughs) you're just jealous I actually I I mean she probably to bring it back to Manny she probably doesn't say this again but I feel like it's something that she does say again why are you picking on me I don't know why (laughs) I could see that I just like I heard it and I was like her voice like she's gotten out of that babyish voice so this is Mm -hmm. pretty much how Cassie sounds for the rest of the show like she dips a little deeper but like this is 
you know, we love a we. I, I love ha- a woman with a little bass in her voice. So okay, <laughs> no shade being thrown to Cassie Steele's voice, but she get you know, like I think hearing that line delivery, I'm like, I think she maybe says this again. I'm gonna. <laughs> it's so weird to watch Degrassi as an adult because, like, especially in the early seasons where like they really are kind of doing it real time. Mm-hmm. You watch them like grow up. It's weird. It you is know? weird. Like. We're still in the process of, for JT York, but um, yeah, I think it's time to head. I to mean, the... I think JT is never going to grow up, but he's not. I mean, spoiler alert, he won't. Um, I think it's time... <laughs> on that note. On that on that bleak note, it's time to uh, head to the part of town where they fire shots. Shots fired. I really liked um spinner's delivery in particular was really great when they're like getting ready when they're making the bet or they're about to Mm -hmm. and liberty's like you really think you're better than us and he goes uh welcome to the conversation yeah (laughs) there's some good spinner zingers in here Mm -hmm. um one of mine is Ashley, uh, like chastising Terry, like saying, "Didn't you learn anything last year about playing with dark magic?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, they had to give her that line. <laughs> um, and then not long after that, Paige bullying Terry, saying, "What do you see, Terry Armstrong?" Saying, "I see Paige Michael Chuck in detention after school." Um, can I just say shout out to Armstrong? He's looking fine in this two pack. <laughs> he is. He's serving athleisure, like yeah, you know, pr- like many many years before that movement. He's like well, math teacher, gym teacher. I don't care. Health teacher. Health teacher. I don't care. I am. I wear many hats and only a couple shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, I also liked when Liberty shows up in her cape and everybody's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I look regal, commanding. And Kendra goes, stupid. Um, I feel uh, Kendra was, uh, I love her. Um, but Liberty saying to Mrs. H, but we need a supervisor. And Mrs. H saying, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> with, <laughs> with all the shade. Um, and then speaking of Spinner Zingers, I have him saying, uh, well, Zinger against Spinner, I have him saying it's just a hockey game. And then I have Liberty saying, no, Spinner, it's your funeral. <laughs> speaking of Spinner, Spinner's face when Liberty says that thing about knowing when to abandon the lion to chase the fox or whatever. Yeah. And Spinner makes a face. I'll have it on the on the Insta. It's probably um, pretty similar to the face that I made while watching it. Like, yeah. And then also when Manny's asking like where this play is and Lori's like, page 16, did you read it? Maybe you don't know how to read. Oh my god. Which is just like super fuck you, Liberty. Right. Like why are you picking on me? <laughs> I just have right, my period. Because you're the weakest link. I just have my period. Fuck you, Liberty. <laughs> um, and then my final shot to fire is at the Degrassi makeup person. I'm sure you tried very hard. However, I'm still firing the shot because 
what the fuck was that zit? We were briefly talking about it in pre-show about how it could just be like that exaggerated version. And I think with the episode, just, uh, you know, having our discussion, it's very probable that that's why it was done. <laughs> it will. And to it's be like an the, exaggeration. Front, the front on shot is bad enough. And then they'd go but to then the there's side. like this real quick like side shot and it goes out like, yeah. like a quarter inch. It's like a gnar- little, little, <laughs> it's not good it's i'm not putting good my time. pinky up to like symbolize like like it's like a little bit of a pinky coming off of her head. It, it, there's an extension it's pretty exaggerated but you know it's supposed to be a kooky toned episode at point so i am pretty sure that is why it was done but i still got, it's, come on shots it's, i'm firing shots shot. fired yeah um but yeah i think we can we're good to Go to the dark side of town for dress. <laughs> dark in, side of town for, for dressed, dressed in, in black. black. Okay. In dressed in black, roses are red, violets are blue. I know you, the real you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to give a second one. However, I do think that's perfect. I kind of love that one, but. I kind of, if you felt comfortable, would love a second one. No, 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 no. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. Here's mm-hmm. what I want. Hear me out. Roses are red. Violets oh, are Oh, you want me to blue. sing it? Okay, I'll try to sing it. <clears throat> I'm not going to sound as good as Ashley. Come on now. That's fine. <laughs> and dressed in black. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I know you, the real you. <laughs> that was so hard, guys. I know. I loved it so much. <clears throat> this is what you get for not reading the script. This is what I get. This is entirely what I get. Um. In Avis's defense, guys, we're filming. We started recording at like 730 in the morning and I finished the script at like 1030 last night. So it's also slightly unhinged last night and it's like, (laughs) okay. (sighs) Ashley and Jimmy are back together, but something's not quite right. Ashley feels like Jimmy wants her to go back to her old self, and she's not having it. With a little help from Craig Manning and William Shakespeare, she realizes there's only one thing she can do. Write a weird breakup poem in his eighth grade yearbook and back away slowly as he reads it. Over in grade eight, JT convinces Toby to buy condoms. Of course, Spinner finds the condoms, and now Toby must fear for his life. And I have to say off the top, because this is another thing we talked about in pre-show, I don't hate this song, but I also think it's hilarious now that I've sang it in a in a comedic context. It's I don't know. It's 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 not the song itself. It's the culmination of the song and Ashley just surrounded by candlelight. And like intensely staring at Jimmy as she plays her song for him. And the faces that man is making. And it's just like the second hand 
embarrassment is like it gives me a visceral reaction it is the crux of why i hate ashley no actually i i think it's i i it's like this song is one of those ones in this universe where i actually think that you could listen to it in a real context like it's a very it's in my head and it's not in a bad way um like i don't i don't get super like irked when i hear this song but i just i definitely think what it has going against it is how melodramatic it is and how like it's so set up to be what it ends up coming across as <laughs> like right. we are not supposed to necessarily like we're supposed to focus on the fact that she says i know you the real you like staring at him with her eyes wide like which like she doesn't jimmy is not particularly brave he's not he's not what is it you're brave but you don't see it you you show but wait you brave but you don't know it it's something god damn hold it. on i'm just gonna google yeah. it real quick that's not, yeah because like this is fucking this fucking show like it's not a bad song i just what what i think happens most for me during this song is i want to laugh <laughs> i want to laugh at her and that's not okay <laughs> so this says that it's you breathe but you can't see it but i thought it was you're brave but you can't see it so i guess he does yeah breathe. you're brave it says you're brave but you can't see it i'm, I'm on tubi are you on HBO? i'm on no i just looked up the i'm on degrassi freak freak com or dot html i went right to the tab okay so um you're brave but you don't see it you're strong but you can't feel it you're uh, good but you don't know it you're good but you don't know it um and i mean i know you uh, yeah i know you, you the real, the real you. and let's have her ass through a damn black cloth over her, her lamp and every she got so ready and into uh, care and i love how they introduce her wearing this like the particular um heavy eye makeup in this episode so they're like really trying to emphasize and i think in this lighting it just makes her look so fucking unhinged and like yeah yeah like no, the it's... most sincerest like definition of that <laughs> work uh, so she looks like mentally uh, like she's on the brink of it's <laughs> just it's all so i i can feel it my like inner 14 year old girl is yeah. like throwing up <laughs> vomiting uncontrollably from like not even not even like oh this is awful but just like it's so embarrassing and cringy it is and honestly if anyone at like catch me in the street singing now i will it will be in my head for the next couple days i know you and don't judge me okay because this is like pop level like repetition that my adhd brain loves to just oh. play on a fucking loop i'm one of those people that can listen to a song for about 36 hours straight and like get a new vibe each time i listen to it i get obsessive about crazy i get obsessive about albums to the point where like spotify will be like no i'm not going to let you listen to this anymore for a while 
like listen to other things there's other music <laughs> yeah and i'm like okay no but i just need to listen to this glass animals album 12 more times please <laughs> i see that's probably my one issue as someone who loves music is i have such a short attention span and it has to be like a great album and i don't take the time because i know i have such a short attention span to listen to most albums so I like I'll zone out halfway through an album if I try to listen to it, and one song doesn't count. Like I'm so weird, but see I I like a good playlist. I have like my songs that are my songs, but like I like an album that's made to be listened to, like an album. Yeah, and yeah, I've got like a few of those that I've gotten like constant rotation. Melodrama by Lord because I read this. <laughs> unhinged fucking PowerPoint about how it's about Lord having a summer fling with Jack Antonoff while he was still with Lena Dunham. Oh my gosh. I don't even. And it just hits so much better than (laughs) you're like, I have whole new found context for this. Yeah. I feel like the one album, uh, the album I I did this come out in 2023. I think it did. Um, SZA's new album. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I was able to listen to that from the beginning to the end and it was really, really good. Uh, but you know, people, I, I believe people don't make albums anymore, so it can be very difficult to want to live because it's like, oh, a lot of these songs are unnecessary. So when I do hear people say, oh, I, this entire album is good. I do take it pretty seriously because there's so many songs that are skippable and are just literally, I think like, even like an album can have like a weak track or two, but there's still like, there are certain albums that I feel like you're supposed to listen to start to finish like it's got yeah it's a progression and even with a weak track or two if it all builds together the right way i'm like fuck yeah Yeah. we're gonna listen to this album i can be pretty yeah i can be pretty lenient um especially if i like the artist but it definitely has to be a good it has to be a genre that like is going to keep my attention i i don't know i wouldn't i could not listen to a whole album of this of this version of Ashley. It would be so hard. You'd be so fucking emotionally like just cringed out in a combination right? like of just like, damn, I used to think like this. And like just so yeah, many no. emotions and it's like all in album form. Like I'm good. Um but like I said, this it oh my gosh, this riff is gonna be stuck in my fucking head. It's so bad. I know, I've been dreading it. I hate this song so much. It's like Caroline, Caroline's like, oh, I'm, and I said I didn't hate this song. And she's like, oh. <laughs> well, how about you sing it, bitch? It's like two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I, I took the one less travel by. <laughs> That's how I felt about that conversation. Like, damn, Avis lost you. <laughs> like, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's not the worst. She goes on to write, like, like the one before, what was the one before? The d- <sighs> poor thing is good. Mr. Nice Guy is good. Mr. Nice Guy's, Mr. Nice Guy's a fucking It's a banger. Bob. It's a Bob. Um, although Shane Kipple does not remember it. <laughs> I mean, he didn't remember he Dust remember either. He's like, Dust. was I in that band? He's like, huh? so huh? what? <laughs> Which is completely fair. <laughs> like, okay, so talk. more things, uh, despite what you may believe, more things happen in this episode than just Ashley's 
painful song. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so painful. It's just it's like literally the first fifteen to twenty seconds of the episode. It just eclipses the episode of twenty two minutes for me, though. It's like yeah. I'm still thinking about that opening scene and the the drama, which I mean, it re- I think over theme wise, thematically, a dramatic. You know, there are many dramatic set pieces in this fucking episode. But I, you know, Quan is playing a role again. Oh, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, so essentially, the setup. Sorry, let's do the plot. The setup for this uh, A plot is, you know, Jimmy and Ashley are reunited. Jimmy is not being honest with this girl that he does not like, you know, is he's not super attracted to her sudden change in appearance that she's transformed into Elvira overnight. Basically, he, he's not he's right. It's not his thing, but he loves her for who she maybe used to be. I don't know. <laughs> For who she is, like he lo- he's he's into her inside parts, but just not those inside parts. Um, so they get paired up in Quan's class for a scene in Taming of the Shrew. Um, Ashley is with Craig, and Jimmy is with Hazel. And obviously, I must assert that fucking Quan sees the shift in their outward appearances. And yep, she's she's not she's hating not- them as much anymore. She's playing matchmaker. She's playing matchmaker. She's like, no, you two kiss. No, you two kiss. You two are a much better fit for each other. But like, I will say that once you know Ashley and Craig are on screen together, they work. They make yeah, a lot no, they more like, like clicking sense, and it's an interesting dynamic to watch versus the kind of secondhand embarrassment I personally experience watching any of the scenes that Jimmy and Ashley are in together, <laughs> trying to look like they like each other because they don't. <laughs> right, right. Um, I want to take a second and like really give it to uh, Jake Epstein in this oh, yeah. episode he's oh my gosh um, chills every time that scene so they decide to like they're like no this is abusive and gross mm-hmm. and they decide to portray it that way so when they do their scene which also they do like four lines and they the were scene. they're given a whole like a two, whole scene. i mean there's two page two uh like a page and a page on one large mm-hmm. copy sheet which is, you know, if you've ever read Shakespeare, you know, and, and plays in general, they're smaller in a book We form, see but... Craig practicing lines yeah, that the don't, lines happen, that, that on don't happen on stage. And we see the entirety of their performance. So, like, I don't love that. But so, mm-hmm. Ashley is a housewife and Craig looks like his dad. He's wearing he a suit He's jacket and tie. He even puts on the glasses. Yeah. And it's he reads the lines and it's it's. It's really well done. And I and think then, he scares himself. I think it's important yeah. that he scares himself by how oh, heavily. good at that he was. And he wants and he to like take quickly takes off, off those glasses and is like, no. But like, I have to ask, how else can you really interpret that scene in the, the Taming of the Shrew? Have you read the whole Taming of the Shrew play? Um, not in a long time yeah, that I watched like eight, 10 Things I Hate About You. I was going to say, and it's basically the same. I haven't read that shit since eighth grade, Mr. DeNeno's class. I love that guy. And, and I actually thought it was probably too advanced for us at that time, but I was in an advanced class. So I was like, oh, there's a lot of themes on here. But um, I never saw it as a, like, I saw it as partially comedic, but more that Kate was a funny character and a well, wry, think... sarcastic character. Not that it was 
Well, exactly. Not Kate, right. Kate is she's the star the of that show. Right. She's the comedic element, and it's about her no longer being being able to be free, and you know, and the but reputation I think, she's I, built up. I think that's the thing about Shakespeare is that like a lot of it, it's just so much better like seeing it. Right. Absolutely. And it's interesting it so how you sense. can see you can see a Shakespeare play, mm -hmm. the same play, but like different cast, different director, and you yeah. are seeing a different play every single time. Totally different interpretation. And like, I think that it's funny that, I, I mean that for once, Quan gives an assignment that I actually think is a good assignment mm -hmm. that teaches you about Shakespeare. I don't really agree with her saying, you know, you didn't think it was funny after she shows them the film. It's like, it's not really supposed to be funny, haha, especially not like, it's not supposed to really be a funny, haha, like, play. But I think that saying that, I... like, it's not, it shouldn't be read as, like, intense. I always, I feel like a lot of the passages are intense <laughs> and they're supposed, and they're right. It's hard to read them any other way. Like, I think that Hazel. And Jimmy's interpretation is the one that's a little bit more like, how did you arrive at this conclusion? Like, why do you think that this is romantic? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. As a teacher. Yeah, no. It's, they just got Shakespeare's little, weird. And it I don't weird. think that we need to teach as much Shakespeare as we right. do at Degrassi. I mean, the, the notion that, oh, we're teaching it because it's been around this long and it's still being taught. It's because you guys decide to continue teaching it. Well, and it's interesting, too, because we hold it in such high regard. And it's like, it's, Shakespeare yeah. is, like, fucking crude. It's right. It's very like, low. It was considered super low brow. Like, it's not tasteful. Yeah. You know, like, the whole, like, in Romeo and, and Juliet, the, like, I bite my thumb at thee thing. Like, yeah. that's them flipping each other off. That's, yes. like, this whole scene of, like, mm -hmm. I flip you off, sir. Do you flip me off? I flip off, but mm -hmm. not at you. Like... <laughs> Oh, uh, man, now I got to go watch Romeo plus Juliet. I love that movie. Oh, same. Like, and it's, I, it's so, so good. good. It's like the, I love a good, like, immersive film. And that to me is one that, like, you scream. Like, it's an epic film. Like, you need to scream that on, like, a big, like, the it's biggest It's so aesthetically pleasing. It's and so like, pleasing. Every everybody's decision. so good yes fucking mercutio yes oh my gosh it's and i really like all of the characters are so vivid and i mean they make book sense like it is the play very like very true like very very mm -hmm. truthful to it and yeah. i it's my favorite adaptation i mean of course i love me some olivia hussey but they shouldn't have showed they shouldn't have did all that I just, I saw, that one's slow as shit too. <laughs> I saw, so last year I saw a live outdoor performance of it last mm -hmm. summer that um, my friend's girlfriend directed. She does a thing called Shakes Queer mm -hmm. and it's all oh, cool. gay interpretation. So they did a like lesbian Romeo and Juliet <laughs> where like, I think, I want to say the Montagues were like butch mechanic lesbians and then the Capulets were like very femme. It was really fun. Um, and that was a good production. But yeah. Romeo plus Juliet, uh, John Leguizamo, it's so well cast. If you haven't it's, seen it, see it. Please it's see it. It's heavily endorsed by the, the, by the podcast. By the pad. By the pad cast, obviously. Like we're not, 
telling you what to do, but it's also the best adaptation. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the boss of you, but also you should listen to me. Yes. And also, I mean, Taming of the Shrew has a good one with Olivia just watch, Taylor. Like, I just mean, watch Ten Things I Hate About You. Isn't does Olivia? T- uh, is her name? No, I don't know. I don't know if her name is Olivia Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Um, Miss Purple Eyes. Just, just, yeah, just just watch Ten Things I Hate About You. It's you better. Can, you can you can skip that, but all it is funny. Look up pictures of Elizabeth Taylor if you don't know who she is. <laughs> In that film in particular, because she's hot in that film. But yes, 10 Things I Hate About You is a pretty superior interpretation of that material. But um, I just feel so bad for Hazel and Jimmy when they're performing, honestly, because it just reads as so inept. And I know they're supposed to be ninth graders and they're not supposed to think. Mm -hmm. But I think it's like, obviously, it's like story-wise this is like they make so much sense because they both see things the same way and then craig and ashley make so much sense because they joke about death and dying and they're both morbid in the same way i mean but it does like it does because craig (laughs) does it does they make sense they make sense jimmy and ashley never made sense and the chemistry like i said the chemistry between um jake epstein and melissa mcintyre is much better Mm-hmm. much better like i actually am interested watching them their scenes are more interesting than jimmy no, it, and ashley scenes it sucks that they like spoiler alert but like <laughs> craig's not this really is not the a best good, yeah. boyfriend unfortunately no. and it sucks because the ways that he and ashley are good together yeah they're like really good together they totally are can we also talk about I feel like it fits more into the B plot, but it also but it also fits into the A plot when they're having dinner at Ashley's house mm-hmm. and they're talking about handing out condoms and like y'all just got back together mm-hmm. and Ashley is acting like an angry, like middle aged sick of her marriage. Cause she, she like is. wants Jimmy to Thank have an you. opinion. Sick of her marriage, heavy on the sick of her marriage. <laughs> and then he finally gives his opinion and it's different from hers and he's like, sorry I don't agree with you. And she goes, Don't be. You're allowed to have an opinion. I just wish I didn't have to drag it out of you. Like girl, who what like did you just cast yourself as like the poor like long married suburban wife who's just wants her husband to like not be a piece of toast like that's right. not your situation like jimmy is literally just trying not to endorse condoms in front of your pa- like he's just trying to lay low and eat some fucking craft dinner like leave him the fuck alone <laughs> he's starving like he's not trying to fuck with you and this condom talk like right? I don't he's know. had the usual six times a week since y'all broke up. He <laughs> wants that burger and craft dinner. He doesn't want to talk about condoms with your fucking parents. Why do you have to make every dinner so awkward, Ashley? Gosh, but um, I want to know why Jeff is so fucking squeamish about condoms and sex when he's just co-piloting, showing these kids porn. Right? We can show them porn, but God, don't they give better them... not be having the sex or condoms or anything. Yeah don't goodness forbid they be safe i i I mean i don't think it's about him not wanting kids to be safe it's that idea that like if you give kids condoms they're gonna have sex and like plenty of them are gonna have sex anyway and manny's like what does it mean to abstain oh my gosh Um, her spoiler alert she's not gonna remember remember. 
literally uh, the, the way that she asked that. Either. she the way that she asked that is so pointed it's hilarious like i don't know if they knew that she, i don't know why did she say it like that i don't know i don't know but it's like she we are we're getting a foreshadowing that she is not going to retain this ah <laughs> uh, it's, it's such so a funny oh manuela right like oh oh manny santos but um yeah but yeah so ashley's just like super unhappy in this relationship and then it's like let me revert to my old look um this is the second episode where she does that is it yeah well yeah because she starts remember she starts dressing more like she was not she was on the outs with her friends and so she wasn't dressing like it wasn't like she was dressing like this obviously but she was dressing different and then she started dressing popular again or whatever well she hadn't gone full goth yet she was just right yeah she wasn't she was just she hadn't even really gone she hasn't yeah yeah. she was just laying low because herself. she was laying low low, and then she started kind of like trying to and then she was like now i'm by herself and right and then she after that rejection she went full goth (laughs) So it's like a it's like a re- reminiscent of that sort of trying to go back to a past self and realizing I, you can never go back. I noticed when she's looking through Jimmy's old yearbook, mm-hmm. her ninth grade picture is in it. The one where she's wearing the sweatshirt from Karma Chameleon. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Well, they print yearbooks mighty fast and out of fucking year order, I guess. They break the space-time continuum. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you saw it. Because I was literally, like, the shit I was paying attention to wasn't that. But I got other things. The fact that they just thought that, oh, yeah, her hair is significantly longer and in a different hairstyle. Let's just push that in there. Like, she she looks completely different in, in eighth grade. Well, it's because she looks more eighth grade. No, because it's right. when her hair is still longer. Like, right. It's at her shoulders instead of, like, in that bob. Yeah, but it's, it's we suit. just saw her take that picture. We just saw, right. Like, we just remember, take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying some of the lie deliveries live in my head right free. Um but yeah, it's uh he the fact that Jimmy is so like has such a like in like enjoy like in ugh, I lost that whole thing. Affinity. The fact that Jimmy has such an affinity for her old picture, I don't think I think that she takes it as him being like I refuse to accept who you are now, which he didn't right. say. He put the picture up next to it and it's not like and i get that why that's insulting or offensive maybe but i don't think that that reads as hit like the the way that she kind of like attacks him on stage when she's explaining yeah her, her the motivations for why they went so dark with their um their assignment i just think it's not fair because i think she did that to herself Jimmy it's, didn't yeah, do that to her. It's a lot of projecting. And right. Also, it's like, come on, girl. They also, didn't force you to do any of that. It's a horrible picture. It is a horrible picture, and it's not superior to the beautiful lighting and, like, model Like, the light is weird. And, like, <laughs> she's not the smile. smile it's, the smile that she gives Craig after, after like, when he's handing so her back cute. the camera is yes. such a good smile. But it like, is. And then she's like, hey, thanks. It's almost it's like, like a mugshot. Yes. Yep. Yep. 
She's against some lockers. Or like a passport photo. (laughs) Those orange ass lockers are doing nothing for her complexion. Like, no girl, no girl. I would put it up next to like a superior like quality photo as well. It's not. And I mean, obviously that's not the point. Like Jimmy likes the way she prefers the way she looked before, but he's still with her now. So the fact that like he is willing to, and I mean, he does go like he's fumbling his way through this, but he does genuinely care about her. You can tell he's still, and it's always her being like, no, I don't want to do this anymore, except I do want to do this, but then I don't want to do this now. No, I'm, I want to do it again, Jimmy. I I lied. But also he doesn't (laughs) like her goth look and that's fine. Y'all shouldn't be together anyway. Exactly. I think that's the more the conclusion versus her saying, oh, you tried to tame me. No, the fuck he didn't. You tried to tame right, you yourself. Made that choice. You made the choice. He said he was getting used to it. Like it's it's a big shift from how you t- like used to dress. And right. I think that it's not fair to put the to to put the blame solely on him when he was exp- uh, expressing an opinion you had to drag out of him. And you are feeling insecure already. You already know what the answer is. It kind of doesn't matter what he says. You already know that you feel like he doesn't like the way you look because of things he said. So, okay. Why do you feel like that means, oh, I need to change versus, oh, I, you know, I I don't know. Obviously it's a journey her ass had to go through, but she just puts a lot of blame on Jimmy when it wasn't his fault and he didn't do that. He didn't ask her to do right. any of that or tell her or force her or guilt her. He didn't do any of that shit. I would actually maybe be more on her side if there was like some guilt involved. Like, oh, I do really, you know, like the way you, you know, used to dress. It would be nice if occasionally I could see that again or blah, blah, blah. Like he, he doesn't do any of that. No. He just doesn't say anything. <laughs> it's fine. They shouldn't be together. They and- should they just, they're not a good couple. They're just like, they've never really been a good couple. They were not a good couple when they dressed, when Ashley dressed the way she used to dress. They just were never No, they a don't good like couple. each other. They don't agree on shit. Like, they're not, like, it's like, fine. You want Stop someone to have together. an opinion. Right. Like, the fact that Craig is just naturally who she is wanting, mm-hmm. just in a, like, you know, he's going to speak his mind. He's going to, you know, he, he's heavily opinionated, obviously. He's not, like, he's I, I, he's just somebody that gets where she's at right now. And there's just a click with them that she can naturally feel. And she knows that it's not there with Jimmy. Right. She doesn't need to, like, I, I think that she's just holding on to that because like what her fucking morbid ass poem at the end like we cling to each other it's so chaos or something or, I, I don't know and, and just, she's like backing away love always, love always. Ashley. Ashley oh my gosh Melissa uh, McIntyre if you ever please don't ever listen to this you, podcast baby. because we just, it's not you it's not you it's more when i when i'm saying your line deli- as i'm talking directly as melissa mcintyre listens to this podcast but when i'm talking about the line delivery it is more that it's just it's hilarious the way it's written to be said because i yeah. don't like there's obviously a vibe that they were going with and a like you know they want ashley to be extremely over the top this episode that's why they play up the eyeliner and have her touching it up in the beginning like and she's fully like sunken eye 
like right. corpse looking. Um, you know she had to do that at fucking school because I'm pretty sure Kate would flag that on the play. Not but no, Kate she sees it. She to be no, that's wrong. She she does. She I I want somebody to flag it on the play. Just like, are you all right? Do you right. are you aware that you look undead? <laughs> like I mean, Toby's always calling her a vampire. Like <laughs> it is. It is in the air. It's in the air. Um, yeah. It's. I just. It, you can tell by Jimmy's face. They're just not good together. They don't. He does. Let let her have Clay that song for Craig, and he would have just been giving her brooding boy eyes the whole time. He would have been. And she would have so finished, and he would have been like, "You impressed. really see me, right? Like I just. You feel know like me. We just connect. the real me." <laughs> You know me. The real me. The real me. I know you. God, I hate it. And then we've got the B plot. Oh, the B plot's fun. The B plot plot is fun. It is another one of those like. It's another one of those like teen preteen sitcom yeah. plots. Yeah. Um where Toby and JT have sex ed without Dr. Sally. She's in China. Mm-hmm. Which JT like takes fucking personally. I actually feel a little bit bad for this young man because he the grade eights got to have her twice. Or yeah, the grade nine yeah. got to have her twice and he does he he didn't get her one time. He feels like, damn it. Right? And Dr. Sally is amazing. Coach scheduled us why didn't they schedule them at the same time? They that is an inefficient use of resources, Degrassi. You could have had one period where Dr. Sally's with the ninth graders, one period where they're with the eighth graders, because the eighth graders got Dr. Sally last year, so you can't argue that they're too young. We needed different story. They couldn't. They didn't fit the same episode. They they didn't fit the same episode, so they said, "Fuck you, JT. Just just fuck your dream that's been brewing for a season and some change now. Like he has been dying for Dr. Sally, and the fact that he doesn't. Damn, I don't like. I know. I I know. And then she never comes back. (laughs) It's it sucks. They kind of. I think. I think and, it, I and feel a little bad for him. <laughs> since she's been brought up once again, shout Sue, out to Sue, Sue Johansson. Johansson. We love you. Spent a lifetime doing important work. Such important work. Like seriously, these chuckleheads. <laughs> JT could have used some wisdom from from Doctor Sally. <laughs> I don't know if he would have necessarily like applied it, but I right. think he would have been very affected by it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think so. I have to call out that because, uh, you know, once Dr. Sally is not the one who's teaching the sex class, it's Armstrong. I have to say that it reminded me of Mean Girls. And I'm like, OK, did, me, did, did, yes. did Tina Fey watch Degrassi? No, he's because he's not like, don't have sex or you'll get you pregnant don't have or you'll sex die, and die. He's like, but he's like, abstaining is the only way to make sure that you don't get pregnant or catch an STD. But and it did. It gave me. If you don't, then you should. If you don't want to abstain, you should always have a condom on you. And there, of course, there's a condom on his back. Yeah, <laughs> a dried up, a drying up condom on his back. But yeah, it definitely, it gave, it gave me. This school does not have enough funds to. 
<laughs> no, do... I mean, he's the health teacher. He it makes not... sense. I know, but it's such an... I feel like even the health teacher... It, I don't know. He, he is the health teacher, right? I guess that is kind of his job that he steps back. He, he is with Dr. Sally and the other scenes. That's true. Um, I don't know why it was giving low budget. I think it's just... <laughs> It's it's not low budget because we're used to Sue Johansson. It feels low budget compared to Sue Johansson. <laughs> it feels low budget, but I have to say that, like, um, you know what? Okay, so it is heavily implied that JT wants condoms because of Paige, right? Of potentially getting in with Paige, and so he 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 corrals fucking poor ass Toby to the drugstore where they fuck around with two men like like they shouldn't like the sizes <laughs> the right, size right. discourse and the fact that i i just want to thank googly the jt does like never got to be in a focus group for condom flavors because <laughs> like the fact he that he would introduce right introducing bacon as like a plausible like i don't know something's wrong with that kid um but they, toby picks some glow in the dark condoms they thoroughly creep out this sales this sales girl. <laughs> the fact that her her face okay, can I talk about the fact that her face through the whole thing does not change, and she just yeah. slightly like stares harder in disgust <laughs> with each increasing like infraction. Um, it's it's a mess. Um, to, and they're on the computer researching something later because they're in the media immersion lab yeah no no no. well they're looking at spinner's weird web page devoted to okay. punching toby in the face it has a it ha- yeah. hole that's like who should i punch in the face toby isaacs mm-hmm. toby isaacs again all caps toby isaacs and i mean literally it, it i think jt should be at the top of the list <laughs> but personally because if, just for the the like the meat like the not the mean the ill-advised way that he basically comes at Spinner for trying to practice his Shakespeare lines in the yep. hallway. And he's like, that's right, trying to walk and talk. <laughs> Shots sound, fired. Found it out, right. It's just like, do you have like a bodily injury wish? Like, what the right. fuck is wrong with you, man? And that's how he is found out and shaken down. But I like, you know what? Spinner is reasonable in this episode in the end because, like, he he's about to punch Toby, and Toby's like, "I'm I don't want to have sex with your sister. I bought the condoms because I like your sister, and I mm-hmm. don't want to have sex with her. But if we do, I want to take care of her." Yeah, very mature. That Spinner. And like, then when that's... he's like, you know, when JT's like, "I'll never buy condoms again," he's like, "It's not about condoms. Yeah. It's about Kendra. Like, there's pressure to have sex." All over the place. Absolutely. Like, but the real star is Kendra Mason. Real who, star when Toby stands up for herself. <laughs> is running from Spinner. He finds Kendra and she slams him up against the locker. Mm-hmm. How old am I? 12. And what grade am I in? Uh, you thought I'd have sex with you, pervert? And he looks so fucking gobsmacked. It's hilarious. Like, she does so not, and I love that they reinforce that she does not need you peasant boy or brother to be her hero like she's gonna save right. her fucking self um oh i have to point out to that's why i wanted to bring up the what they were looking at on the, um in the media immersion lab because snake is the screensaver yes. in the media immersion it's lab. so good 
It was so good. And it's like his head pops open <laughs> the top of his head. But he's also like peeking around the corner of the, the school, a picture of the school. It's adorable. It's fucking it's adorable. funny. Um, and the ADR in the condom drop scene is like once again fucking wacky. Whoever does ADR for this show <laughs> is fucking on another plane <laughs> with the shit they're throwing there. <laughs> um I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? I feel like this. It was a funny episode. Uh, not funny episode. It was. I mean, overall, like I think the I it was just way over the top. The ninth grade plot was more funny than it was supposed to be <laughs> to me. <laughs> and then yeah, and then Spinner like covering JT and condoms is a good time. Yeah, and like we love a sex positive, you know, message. It's not about buying condoms not about having sex like it's about pressuring a 12 year old girl into the you know the throes of teenage sex and that's something that we should never be pressuring a fucking barely uh teenaged person into so we love sex positivity yeah no i was just saying i appreciate that spinner's not trying to be you know patriarchal about the whole thing he's just like you know there's just pressure enough to have sex and she's too young to be and she's not worried about it either it's like that's it right she's 12 she doesn't want to have sex yeah definitely i love it i love it that was my last point so should we uh move on then yeah let's go on to the the fashion corner all right. I did not have a lot of fashion this episode. Me either. Um, I thought Paige's look was really cute with the blue turtleneck and the, it's her hair more so. Her hair is up in like kind of twisties mm-hmm. um, with the signature two strands. Yeah. Um, I actually, so for fashion question mark it's not even a don't i'm wondering what the hell ellie's wearing um because her shirt looks like it could be a dress because of how long it is it's like her belt is off the it's off the waist she's got a little cockeyed and then she's got this like one of these gauzy shirts on underneath that she always wears and it's so long that it's at her hip and most likely below because her skirt is right it's very odd um Mm -hmm. her skirt is too low on her body to be for her shirt to be like that long um and i'm just a little confused about it (laughs) yeah but i wish that like i could see the dress that ash is wearing at the end of the episode but like it's just too it's basically just her shoulders but it looks kind of purplish it looks velvet Mm -hmm. purplish and velvet and i love those two things so i probably might not dislike what she was wearing if i could see what she was wearing yeah i liked i thought emma and manny looked cute they're like walking down the hallway and manny's wearing like a pink turtleneck and either khakis or like tan corduroys Mm mm-hmm and then man emma's wearing like a brown t-shirt that i think has like a gorilla on it you can't really tell because she's got her messenger bag in front of it mm-hmm. and then like a tan um kind of like track 
velour track, track suit. jacket. Yeah. I think that sweater is an out is a repeat for Manny. I recognize yeah. it. I think it's a repeat sweater in that scene. It's frame. cute though. It is cute. <clears throat> and then I have a random background character. Um, when Ashley does her transformation and she's walking in the hallway, there's a girl with like a um, page boy cap on, mm-hmm. newsboy cap, whatever. I knew you were gonna grab that. Yeah, I like her little crop sweat uh, sweater. It's a V neck, um, and it's got multiple stripes. Like it's got a big. Mm-hmm. A blue stripe at the bottom, then she's got some yellow, red stripes in there, and she's of course got to top it off with the hoop earrings and gel textured hair, and I think it's a look, even though yeah. she's a little bit of a bitch, obviously. Is that your last fashion? It is, yes. Cool. So that transitions actually well into, I took a picture of that girl too, but not for that girl. Okay. So there's three girls. They're walking behind Ashley. They're making fun of her. Mm-hmm. Or it's presumed that they're, like, making fun of her. Mm-hmm. I think the one in the middle, the blonde, is Heather Sinclair. <laughs> I can buy that. <laughs> Fair. And with that note, should we go to the side of the town where the where the shots are fired? Yes, Absolutely. Shots fired. Um, so of course, my first shots fired is at the top of the episode where Jimmy is just looking fucking flabbergasted, side busted, and victimized <laughs> at having being at being sung this uh at, at Ashley singing the song to him, and it's just hilarious. His his series of faces will be posted on the socials. <laughs> oh my god, they're so bad. <laughs> And she's just like blissfully unaware. So blissful. It must be nice there <laughs> in that delusion. But um, my next one is a in school the next day or later that day. I don't know. Um, Ashley's saying I look awful in response to looking at the yearbook and a passing dude by the name of Sully, which Caroline... <laughs> gratefully pointed out we see fucking bitch ass sully again just so y'all know um he says got that right freak show jimmy responds try looking in the mirror sully responds careful jimmy although it is nice of you to date the creepy chicks leave the hot ones for us burn shots fired (laughs) um one of mine was when and it's also like a foreshadowing Mm-hmm. When JT and Toby are buying the condoms and Toby's like, you do not need extra large. Um, and then it is such good foreshadowing. And I love that we have it on videotape. When uh, Ashley yeah. shows up with her new old look and Spinner <laughs> says, you actually look alive. <laughs> and then oh. she goes to meet Craig and she's like, sorry, I'm late. And he goes, and you are Craig speaking his mind. Um, Jimmy, after Sully, you know, comes in her life, says, if jerks like him knew how beautiful you are on the inside, they'd keep their mouth shut. The emphasis on inside is really not all that exaggerated. It's (laughs) not, but, but it's, it's, but in Ashley's head it is. Yeah. Um, so Ellie also, my last one is Ellie saying, um, responding that, Ashley, Ashley's change is tamed. 
Now, I did not take down the exact lead-in like I normally do, but her her delivery of the words uh, tamed is very scathing because I think that she's just looking at, like, she wants her friend to be self-expressive, and it's very much like, I love you, why do you suck? Yeah. But, yeah. Bringing it back to relax, um, are there any shining stars? <laughs> Um, Ashley. I, yeah, Ashley for pointing out the looking out for Terry. Of yeah, because I mean, without Ashley, Terry would have just been on the hook for so much fucking bullshit. Um, Kendra too. Kendra kills it. Yeah. Oh, Kendra. I think Kendra because of the way that she leads the um the girls to because I don't know if anybody else would have left if Kendra didn't leave. Right. She. Uh, yeah, she's definitely the shining star because everybody else was pretty bummy. Yeah, no, my super bummers are like Liberty, Paige, Hazel, Terry. honestly, even Terry. Terry, yeah, Terry. Bummy Spinner, out. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whole main cast, except for fucking Kendra yeah. and Ashley. Yep. What about uh, Dressed in Black? <laughs> so can I include Sully because he does come back? <laughs> Um, I mean, sure. If not, then I just want to give him like, like a douche ha- honor, a douche hall of fame or something, like because he just sucks. Like I don't know. I always I have like a weird thing for like people walking by and throwing really scathing insults. I think like I, like yeah, he's a recurring character, but he's a very one. He's a plot device. He's, he's still a, plot a plot device. device. All right, but all he right. sucks. Fuck you, Sully. I'm just gonna say fuck you, Sully, because you fucking suck. You um, suck. And I'm gonna give the shining. St- I don't. Jesus, how? I. Who was the shining? Star? Kendra. Yeah. Right, Kendra for standing up for herself. And I mean, I'll throw it to Spinner for... I'd say um, he gets like an honorable gets, mention yeah, for being sex positive. Using, using violence to be sex positive <laughs> and bullying tactics to be sex positive. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I would throw Toby in there as an honorable mention because unfortunately, he was just along for the ride. He's, mm-hmm. He was genuinely not trying to have sex with Kendra. I think it was just completely out of the realm of his thought process. And JT brought it into his mind. And I do genuinely think that if they were to have sex, he would it would be one he would want uh, he would want to take care of Kendra. So right. I don't think that he was saying that just to get out from under the fist. I think he was no, no. being legitimate in that he would want to take care of Kendra if they were going to have sex. So he gets an honorable mention for not being um, a shitbox. Right? Go Toby. Sex positivity. We love to see it. Um, so for our super bummers in Dressed in Black. Ashley. We, Ashley. So Ashley, you were, a, you were a shining star last time. You were a super JT. Most of the main cast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody kind of sucks. I mean, even Emma kind of sucks and, and Manny kind of suck for their one interaction in this uh, episode with the camera <laughs> and saying, uh, oh, um, those condoms must be JT's or Toby's. Those are that's so gross and basically puts Toby in the line of fucking fire. Right. Um, <laughs> have him fighting for his life for a couple minutes after that. But um, yeah, they're both they both kind of suck. There's really, yeah. 
I don't Armstrong think they're like, for doing the, the Lord. Yeah, work. Armstrong. Armstrong's a shining star. Because <laughs> goodness knows somebody got it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Teaching the fucking JT sex ed. No, thank you. <laughs> we all know it proves to be ineffective. So, yeah, I don't. I don't. Who do you have any other? Shining no. Star, uh, super bummers. Shining stars. Good. All right. No, I think we covered it all. I think yeah, it's I pretty think so straightforward. Too. Yeah, everybody sucks and only a couple people are good. <laughs> There's not a lot of, like, you know, a lot of the times it's like you can be like, okay, well, this person sucks, but I see their motivation and, like, whatever, and I empathize mm-hmm. with the fact that they're a teenager. But, like, everybody just kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Everybody just kind of sucks, indeed. Which is fine. <laughs> it is what it is. At least it's not like everybody sucks in an episode that matters, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think, you know, now we ask the question. I think it's a really easy question this week. Relax. Does it go there? Does it go there? (laughs) Does it go there? No. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I mean, but that's kind of my answer for both of them. No. But I guess we can break it down. Especially for relax, but definitely for both of them. Oh, yeah, totally not for relax. Neither of them really go there. No, no. Other than I would say dressed in black, the most go there is Craig. Yeah, we've got some Craig trauma re- uh, popping back up. We know it's coming. But we like, know no. but but no, I think it's more like a teaser. It's like, oh, you forgot about Craig. Craig's still over here suffering, boo. We're going to see him soon. <laughs> We're gonna see him soon. We're gonna wrap up his suffering. So yeah, no, it does. Neither of these episodes go there, but yeah, it's fine. They don't it's all fine. have to. It's fine. So they decided, you know, like let's have a lazy day in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of rainy out. We're gonna mm-hmm. just chill at the house, mm-hmm. binge watch Hillary Duff movies. It's fine. Some days are <laughs> like that. Some days are awesome like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Let me do this outro. thanks for listening to your mom's podcast next week emma starts a riot and fight for your right and Paige is forced to face her rapist and how soon is now this episode of your mom's podcast was made possible in part by jeremiah motors trojan and support from listeners like you if you'd like to further support our show you can follow our facebook page and follow us on instagram and twitter at ympadcast and tiktok at your mom's podcast you can also visit our website at www.padcast.com your mom's podcast is available on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you feel so inclined subscriptions and reviews are another great way to support the show And if you'd like to support us financially, you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash your mom's podcast. And remember, that's podcast. P-A-H-D-C-A-S-T. Thank you. And we'd like to say a huge thank you to the following people for supporting the show on Patreon. Octavia Faith, June Bard, Alika F., Margot Mancini, and A-Butts.